Hey everybody, welcome to the Old Guys Rule Radio. This is season three, episode thirteen. It's your guy, Chuck Olson. Hey my friends, hey family. I'm back. We're back. And as usual, I'm right down the street from my buddy, Big Danny Lakey. Big Danny, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. It's warm outside. It was eighty three degrees today. I'm I'm happy. You know, the sad part for me is that when you do what I do, which is chase bugs, by the way, my name is Chuck Olson, and I'm a bug chaser. <laughs> hey, Chuck. <laughs> LOL. So, anybody needs any type of bug stuff, it's termite season. Call me. I'm not going to throw my company out there uh, for various reasons. But uh, I know how to get rid of things, and I've got a great team. So, um, thank you for tuning in, family and friends. Uh, it's so exciting, and we're so privileged Ladies and gentlemen, to be back on the saddle with you uh, after weeks of tribulation and health issues for me and everything else, finally, the Lord said, let's get this party started again. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. And we're going to get back up to our thousand listenerships. We'll be boosting posts. We're looking for your tweets. And uh, Danny, what's the rule of the show and where can they find us? Uh, The rule is to like us and to share us. And you can find us at www.oldguysruralradio.com and Old Guys Rule Radio, uh, actually Old Guys Rule Radio on Facebook. Uh, you can also yes. catch us on uh, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, including Apple iTunes, Pan- uh, not Pandora, but iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn Radio, Radio, and more. TuneIn, oh, and so many. Anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. And some of our shows. I'm telling you, two out of three are fantastic. And if you get one of those, awesome. If you get one of the others, hey, you know, listen to another one. (laughs) (laughs) Even the the best of the best have average days, right, Danny? That's right. Just just know that uh, this is not, we're in a great, great, great mood, great form, great whatever you want to say about today. But but the fact of the matter is we do appreciate you. Uh, We've had some great recent guests uh, which will both be returning, and um, we're going to be probably uh, guest hosting on their podcast here in the next few months. So some kind of cool things going on. Uh, I got to kick things right off with, with one of my newest pet peeves of, uh, of my life. All is right. All right, so when you worked at an old retail store, I remember when I started in retail, they had like you'd write down what you had in, in stock. So there'd be a, an inventory book. And right. this is in the day, right? Oh, yeah. They'd write down, oh, we've got two fridges, too. <laughs> and so the young folks at the major retailer we used to work at would be like, you wrote things down? And so then everything went electronic, right? Then everything went electronic, right? And then everything went next level, electronic, next level, next level, next level. Now, everywhere's so busy, you can't get anybody on the phone. And the horse's asses won't pick up. And so... I needed some damn deck tiles. I bought my local Costco out of them, and everybody else sold out of them because they were $17 at Costco and $47 on Amazon. Oh, good Lord. Right. And so I know they're black deck tiles. I'll make my deck hot. Whatever. I've got a thing going up over it. But my point hey, is, make, is that. Make sure you enunciate when you say that. What's that? Deck <laughs> Ma- tiles? Making your, making your deck hot? Oh. Uh, so <laughs> Just making may sure. Make, so. I will refer to that as my patio of my home region. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll get a new fan base if I start talking about my deck tiles. So, but but I go and I, and and this particular retail, well, Walmart. 
showed they had 180 of these things in stock. And it was about 45 minutes away. And so several of my, my friends up here are like, dude, call first. So on the way there, I'm calling. I'm 45, calling. I, 40, I 45, and you have to call first. Yeah. 45. 45 minutes. I no, was no, calling no. from here. They had 45 in stock, and you had to call first. No, they had 180 in stock. 180 in stock, and you've got to call. Because I couldn't place my order. <laughs> when I was trying to order for pickup it wouldn't let me pick them up and they were a clearance item and they went from like $38 a pack to like $6 a pack All right. so I'm calling I'm doing everything I can I get there and they're like oh you're asking about them there times, aren't you and I'm like dude why can't you just hit delete you're Walmart that's not going to break your budget how many? Oh, you're like the eighth person who's come here looking for him. So get him out of your inventory, for God's sakes! That <laughs> just takes a click of a button. We worked retail. Oh, sorry. Let me let me take a deep breath. So I, I did. I, and then the other problem is, is, I went around. Then, of course, I got like five backs of uh, match light, uh, charcoal, and a bird feeder, and blah 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 blah. I walk out of there spending as much money as I would of those deck deck tiles as i would have <laughs> all this other crap i picked up so anyway walmart one olsen zero so, oh my so I, got, I gotta tell you because i have a problem with that too so you know my wife's diabetic and uh yep. we get her diabetic supplies from from walmart uh we get the um what do you call it uh her her test strips right and they come yep. in a box and they have boxes of 25, 50, and 100, right? And when she's out, I'll take anything. But there have been times where I've asked somebody to look, and they'll go, well, it says we have 63 boxes. Right. Then then where the heck are they? And, and the, at my Walmart, the pharmacy will take them in because it comes through the pharmacy because they're, they're, you know, um, considered part of their drug order or whatever, but they come in through the pharmacy and the pharmacists forget to put them out. And I'm like, um, uh. you you gotta, you know, this is this is supplies, and you go online and you see 63 boxes. You're figuring they're gonna have one. I mean, I get it if you call the store and uh, you know if you yeah. look and it says they've got one, you may want to call and make sure that like one is there. Three or four, Danny, or twenty, but yeah. they showed 180. So I drove the 35 minutes and got there <coughs> in Goose Egg. And they even knew they were Goose Egg when I started talking about them. Yeah. You got anything else in stock like it? He goes, no, sir. Like with an attitude. And I'm like, I, I wish there was still an okay in society to be rude to bungholes when they need to be rooted to. Or even pop somebody upside their kisser. Not like beat the piss out of them get on YouTube. It's just like, <laughs> what would you say? And give them a little right there in the chops. What you say? I don't mind a little what you say. So what you say? <laughs> anyway, that's our pet peeve of the week. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't get that out of my system. All week I was. I went out Saturday. I found a couple more packs of those. And you know, I thought I had enough. And we left Sam's Club, and there was plenty of Costco, plenty in stock. And then they just immediately sold out. And so what people did were buying them, knowing they could resell them for twice the price. And still save people ten bucks. So this one store had them in stock at eighteen dollars, and it's a dumpy resale store. And I walk in there, and it's a guy with a Sam's Club and a Costco membership, and he buys stuff and just sticks it in his store. Oh wow! <laughs> and there were forty people in there buying stuff, and I didn't ruin his game. 
I bought the three things. I was like, hey, guys, you can get that trash can less than that at Costco today. But I wanted to, <laughs> but I, I didn't. I just walked out of there, and I made my made my peace with the world. So thank you again for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, I got to tell you, before we get into our fun stuff, uh, we've got some real fun stuff. But I think that I, to this weekend I found out golf is the most fickle of sports it is the worst of things to play um so everybody knows i got <laughs> sick i put that out there you know blah 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 i'm probably fine if not love you miss you you know all that stuff but <laughs> i started lifting again and i don't know you know i've been lifting 30 years or something i don't know but i know i, I kind of know how to do arms and, 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 and shoulders right shrugs and curls and stuff so I started lifting again. I've been doing about a half a mile or a mile a day. But my point about this is that, first of all, holy crap. Oh, my God. Danny, I've been hit by a car. So so, so you lacking some of that free testosterone we're supposed to lose at the age of 50? Well, I, it's not that. That part of my game is okay. Sorry, honey. No disrespect. That part of my game is fine. So what if you're – so here's a good thing. So I, I think about starting a safety moment here too. So if you're going to be hit by a car, what is the only thing that you can do to survive? Uh, jump. And you are correct, sir. Ding, 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 ding. So the rule of – even what will usually happen for most folks, if you can get your head out of the initial impact, right. if you get up off the ground – You'll get broken, but unless your head makes serious contact with ground or vehicle, you can live. So I got hit by a car, and it, 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 I was just walking across the street. They came around the corner and, like, rocket chip. I'm like, oop, jump up, got hit, went around. I feel like I got hit by a fucking <laughs> car. Oh, my, everything, all of my pieces and parts. So... In six months, I'll look better and I'll feel better and I'll all that kind of great stuff, right? But boy, this this first six days is murder. So anyway, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I, gotta say, I had a hard time sleeping last night because I was sore from painting the living room. <laughs> that that's real work. Those painter guys aren't no joke. I I, I painted. Uh, I've painted a few of my own houses in my younger years, and that's real work. I mean, you've got to stretch and use things you don't use all the time. So that's also real work. Now, it's not 40-pound steel dumbbells that you would lift for an hour, and then you go jog around the block. All that's just like getting – I should just call some people to come beat my ass. Hey, guys, man, I got beer and steak. Come beat my ass. Won't hurt as mad as – anyway, back to the point. You, so, you know, you know, it's, it's funny, though, that, that you talk about it because, you know, my, my wife had a video. She wanted me to look at it because we had all – you've seen my living room. It's got all the paneling in there. And so there's a chemical you put on there. So anyway, this guy, he, he shows to do it, and this lady's doing a room, and he's like, yeah, this is uh, roughly three hours, and I'll give it four elbows on the one to five elbow grease scale. So, I mean, it is a little higher to, to do that, but he was saying three hours. Hours and I, I, I painted. I worked on on the living room for eleven hours yesterday. Now, yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it is a little. Di- and I was like three hours, my ass. <laughs> now, now, I, you've also seen my living room. My living room is sixteen yeah. by twenty five. So my it's living room big. is no joke either. So there was well, there was a lot of again, surface Danny, area. Also, 
what, what you have to do, everybody, when you go onto a thing and they go, oh, this job's going to probably take you three hours. Remember, this job's going to take you three hours for a guy who does handicrafts and painting and that type of shit for a living. If for a normal Joe, <laughs> yeah. it takes you, you're working, you got to stop and have a beer. You're working, you go over, you have lunch with the wife. You're working, you got to go kick the dog. I mean, there's a long list of kind, your kind working of like things. The, the Chilton manual for auto, automotive, <laughs> where if you're going to do it, you can yes. double the time, but the master mechanic yeah. cuts it in half. In half, <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. So, and by the way, it looked it looked awesome. So, if you need a little uh, painting done in your house, Danny's not the guy. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> if you, if you want it to look good, I'm the guy. But I guarantee yeah, you, I'm going to charge you way more than your local painter because right. I don't this really want to do it. Hourly wage or a job wage, you know. So you always bid a job by what they're going to charge you. I think that yeah, you there's some jobs. And no matter what industry you are, you bid appropriately so you don't have to freaking do them. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. If you want me to paint your paint the inside of your house, I'll be more than happy to do it. What we got to do is go out and get three quotes, find the highest one, and double it, and at, I'll come paint at, your house. Because oh, that's what it's going to take to get me to do it because I have absolutely no, <laughs> no desire to do that. But uh, you throw enough dough my way, I'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to kick off a new thing for our show. We'll probably do it every other show, but there's always so much. We're staying with sports, but I still I just can't get away from this thing. Um, and, and I'm just going to call it stupid. I'm going to call a-holes from the news. Because, you know, <laughs> All right. stupid stupid jerks. Are, yeah. The whole point is that I keep hearing so, many stu- so much on the news. I avoid... 90% of the regular news because it's all flip-flop and crap and uh, trumped-up garbage. Trumpy, miss you. Um, but uh, so my first one for our first segment is lady and, 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 okay, several of mine are from Florida. There are some great people in Florida. Two of my sisters who I love dearly live in Florida. So this is not like genocide or zombie land towards Florida. This is just my first two idiots in the news. There we go. Idiots in the news. I just named it. So idiots in the news. So the first one is, it's about two weeks ago, a lady pearls up to a Burger King, and they're having problems with staffing. And I don't know if you guys have had this happen. I've had this happen. I went to stupid Mickey D's for lunch a couple weeks ago, and I'm in the line, and 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 I and I and I, and I pull up to the thing, right? And, and they they go, "We're sorry, sir. We're not taking orders in this line anymore." Right? Well, what do I do? Uh-huh. How do I get out? Well, it's a it's a big log jam. It's like that ride, like the log jam broke down. I'm sitting there like they're not letting me in. They're not letting me out. So I get out and I go to the window and I go, "Hey, can I order through you?" <laughs> still sitting there and they're looking at it, I was like I just want a quarter pounder meal good lord uh, can I pay you and then somebody let me out so I got out with my flashlight I had to negotiate my way through the McDonald's drive through so this lady in, in Florida she's in, she's in the Burger King right there, she's up to the drive through window and they can't get her order ready I guess the cook one of the cooks had quit or something's wrong so this, <laughs> it's a long wait and this lady gets so upset she, she pushes open the window, and she starts firing a gun into the drive through <laughs> window. Oh, jeez. So I've got all sorts of problems <laughs> First uh. of all, if you're waiting and your order's taking a long time, firing a gun 
is not going to increase the speed. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe threatening with a gun, right? So point your gun and go, get my ass, you pieces of crap. Now, okay, now that may get me on my toes, but you start firing rounds in there. I'm hitting the deck, and your whopper's getting overflamed or whatever you call it. Good Lord, that was my first problem with it. And my second problem is, I've been so angry. I mean, I, I hate when I... Why is it that we forget to check our orders, first of all? Uh, but I've never been so angry that I wanted to get my gun and go back into the damn fast food joint or burger or wherever and fire a few caps at fools. Oh my lord, what is the world coming to? All right, so, so that was my first. So thing. I can answer your I can answer your second question as to why uh, we don't check our order. It's because we have respect for the people behind us, and we know they're in as big a hurry as we are, and they don't want to wait for us to sit there and go through the bag. So that's why we do that. I do have a question for you. So yeah. with my license to carry, I went ahead and I signed up for the insurance where they'll they yeah. if, if I pull my Back weapon up. if I if I pull my weapon and get arrested, then they will uh, cover anything I litigation mean, and all yeah. of it. Bail up to fifty grand. Um, but other than that, they'll cover all the litigation, right? I wonder if that's covered. If I fire into a drive-thru, they'll cover me for that. Oh, the other part, I forgot my second part of that. That's really good. That's awesome. Uh, my second point of that is that, like, all right, we all know there's cameras everywhere, right? Right. Where now? And so, I mean, every little, I got three new ones in my house for like 60 bucks or something. So, it, you know in a drive-thru there's going to be cameras. So, even if you drop some bad words or, you know, the bad words you're not supposed to say no more, whatever. Right. You could still get in trouble for it nowadays. But you'd probably think that discharging a firearm at the employees, maybe back in the 70s or 80s, you know, <laughs> you could sneak through a couple of those things. But 90s on, drive throughs have had cameras forever. So I just thought that was one where I was like, what a moron. Uh, what, do yeah. you have one from the news that you wanted to bring up that's pretty funny, Big D? No. You know what? I was looking I was looking for it, and I actually looked up Idiots in the News. But there's actually a yeah. whole uh, YouTube channel, so I didn't want to go There's pirate. a YouTube channel and a website. Yeah, I didn't want to go pirate their stuff. I steal them. I'll pirate everybody's stuff. Who cares? <laughs> what are they going to sue us? What are they going to get? A few T-shirts in the mail, they can eat it. I just got a $12,000 medical bill for horse crap. So I, I, next time I have a heart problem, I love you, Danny, and all of you. Thank you for turning to Old Guys Rule Radio. It's nice knowing you. I'm going to go out in a firing blaze of garbage. I can, I can do a lot with 12 grand. I can have a lot of fun with 12 Gs, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I've never wanted to go to, have you ever been to Houston? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I can have a lot of fun. So um, my next one, because I've got a couple, of course, was uh, a man in Florida and another man uh, sexually assaulted an alligator. <laughs> so, you know. Now, now what's, I, what's worse, sexually assaulting an alligator or getting caught well, sexually getting assaulting an no, no, The second guy was taking pictures of him doing it. <laughs> That's how they oh my got God. caught doing it. And I'm like, wait. Okay, and it was not a small alligator, first of all. I'm like, first of all, you know, I, I, I don't condone any type of sexual assault. First no, of all, right? no. And so, but 
I don't even get it. I don't like snakes. I'm not a big fan of lizards. I, I mean, I guess they're making money off their YouTube views or something, but they drug a 12-foot alligator out. The dude turns on his camera, took some pictures to the side, and he goes over to give the old Shazam. I'm like, oh, my, that's ridiculous. No. So now now, now they're looking for the guys who tried to charge them. With uh, it was on the National Wildlife Preserves. They're going to be in trouble. They'll get caught, right? Yeah. But, you know, for my money, if I got to go to jail, there's some things I might go to jail for. But but giving giving the old one two to an alligator, <laughs> that's not one of them for sure. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, how bad do you want that crocodile purse, honey? <laughs> 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 and then she, and then every time she, every time she carries the purse, she, he's looking over at it. And she's like, looking over. You're thinking about like, my purse, aren't you? You're thinking, of, you're thinking about that alligator. Oh you're like, excited about my purse. Uh, 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 or some boots, or whatever you want to call it. All right, so now I got to do Chuck's third one of the day. Then we'll go on some other topics. Oh God. So, uh, yeah. Somebody did an, did, a, did an alligator, on, and they took camera, video, and pictures, and everything else. And I'm like, you know, it, it, I, I don't think, I know, I mean, worst case scenario, I'd be drunk and hook up with somebody is my worst thing I've ever done, that, that type of thing. But, dude, a, a buddy in his thought it was cool to go out and drink. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I can tell you, man. Just, there's, there's just, a lot, man. I'll help you move bodies. You know, I mean, yeah. there, there's a lot I'll yep. do for you, but I ain't taking pictures of you going out no. humping alligators. Doing whatever, humping an alligator. Hey, Chuck, so, uh, what, what? You want to go out and hunt some alligators this weekend? Sure, uh, oh, man. man I, I, got, I got the camera. Gonna, let's we go. go. We go. We go deep fry him. No, no, man. I didn't say hunt an alligator. I hunt. I said hump. Hump an alligator. What? <laughs> Why don't you put your banjo back in your truck? That's not my thing, you sick zombie. All right. So I just couldn't believe that. When I read through about that, and you know what? Thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio Crazy Funny Show. <laughs> it's your guy, Chuck Olson. It's Big Danny Lakey, as usual. Have some fun. Hey, and we're going to do a cheers to France. Heard some good news about cheers France. Cheers to France. Right. COVID numbers are going down. Cheers to France. Here's that. That one goes down to you. So here's my next one. Hold on. I got to cheers. Mm. So everybody wonders how you can judge neighborhoods, right? Right. So right. they are. It's age of neighborhoods or this. How long they've been there? What the average price value is? <laughs> Sorry, this is a little. It's not like. Turn your the, the the podcast off because your children get offended. But it is a, this is a little spicy. <laughs> so, um, I was coming into the out, from the outside of my neighborhood off the freeway. It's about fifteen minutes off the freeway, and it goes through a, a lovely area called Porter, Texas. Right. right. No disrespect, because there's some nice areas out there. Right. But it, it, it really is a really a pretty 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 chippy area. Uh, there's some areas from Porter and then north to like Cleveland, and they get pretty 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 uh, uh, chippy. I mean, I, that's a nice way to put it. I said that twice, right? Right. But um, <laughs> so you all know the rock song, "Every Rose Has Its Thorn." That's <laughs> okay. a this is my new measurement <laughs> method of whether you should be interested in neighboring or not. Is how many cars would I bone? <laughs> I drove through past 
104 cars on the way to my neighborhood today, and there was one woman that I would ever consider rolling around with. And that's a bad measurement. That means they didn't have their teeth. They're over 400 pounds. They, they're, it's a dilapidated vehicle. So as you enter and exit neighborhoods, there's at least got to be a 1 to 25 ratio of a woman who you'd actually go, huh, oh, she's cute. Oh, there, there's one. 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 We can move here, honey. This is a good neighborhood. Now, if my wife hears this, I'll get punched in the face, which I probably will. But this is my... Bone in, bone out method. <laughs> you need to judge a neighborhood. If you go in there and it's too hoity-toity, if it's real high end and a high dollar, every car that comes out, you'll be like, yep, yep, okay, yep, yep. I mean, we're boys. Every right. time you see a girl walking down the street, yep, yep. Yeah. You don't say it out loud. Right. But in you know, right now, in our internal thing, we're like, yep, nope, nope, hell no, yep, nope, yep, all right, Ooh. oh, my God, right? <laughs> I have found that my neighborhood now, hey, North Kingwood Facebook people, what's up? So we, they have a group, and I'll tell you that uh, you get into my little subdivision, eh, I mean, there may be one or two, but it's not 80, almost 100 cars you drive by, and you can see all have cigarettes, all the no, expired tags with the white tags on them, you know. Uh, heavy damage, 80s to 90s, maybe 2000s fast. And then you see a driver from our But So, yes, that's my new thing is, is it a yes or no attitude? And if you go into a neighborhood and you're driving in 10, 15 minutes, it's all no's, just turn around. The house is not worth buying. <laughs> on, a, on a serious note, if, if you think the neighborhood's bad now, right, <laughs> and you you buy a house, right? Right. So then it's not going to improve. You know, Batman doesn't live around here and is going to come up. The Flash doesn't have his office uh, down the street. He's going to be reopening like Sub Flash, right? So you just have to you just have to give up on it. So when you go to a house, you think about how it's bad neighbor, get out of there. All right, so what's your first one of the week, Big D? Well, you were hey, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this back to sports because you were talking about cars, right, and mm-hmm. and junkers and wrecked-up cars. So yesterday they had the uh, the Talladega. They, they ran at Talladega on the Super Speedway, and that's a little different racing because that's where your driver can be in first place and in a half a lap be in 15th uh, just because of the way the cars draft and how close they are together. But <sighs> – they and and they've NASCAR to make it more competitive to try to keep less wrecks. They now have different stages, and they have uh, they call them competition uh, cautions, which I'm not really sold on, but that's just how they're doing it now. But one of the things that they do is they have different stages. So in the middle of stage two, all right, Joey Logano gets in a wreck, and in the wreck he flips his car. Flips. I, I saw that it, it flipped. Yeah, it went airborne. The car goes airborne and is upside down. It hits Bubba Wallace's car on the passenger side and then rolls on the track and actually ends right side up and Joey Logano's fine and he gets out. Bubba Wallace goes on to win stage two 
of the Talladega race. No. And they've got uh, the, yeah, they, they, the whole time they kept showing the pictures of the wreck, and they're going, this is not a video game. This is a real car. And, and they man, have a view man. from Bubba Wallace's view, and he's, you know, doing 190 miles an hour, you know, between 100... 190 to 200 miles an hour right. rolling down a racetrack with an upside down car. You know, have you ever seen a rock or a brick or something yeah, in the road coming at, the your, at, coming at your coming at at your your steering wheel? I mean, at your at your windshield and you know you've got to duck it and you're trying to jog your car and get it out of the... This is a whole <laughs> freaking car! The whole car is coming at him. That, that was That's pretty awesome. crazy. Yeah, so... Um, I was going to say, I did see the flip. And refuse, uh, reviews of that. Um, but, but what's his name? Won it. Did that put him in the lead? Okay. Uh, well, Bubba, Wa- no, Bubba Watson won the. He was he was further back at the time, but he won that stage, which was kind of cool. Um, Brad Keselowski, and this is one. This is this is restrictor plate racing at its finest. Brad Keselowski won the race. Um, do you know how many miles he led of the five hundred mile race? Zero. Do you know how many laps he led? Only the one. Only the one, baby. Uh, actually, he probably was in the lead for about a mile. Uh, maybe maybe a mile and a half. It's a two and a half mile first, track. If you ain't first, you're last, baby. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that because they all get points and things like that, you know, so it's not necessarily the last. But, um, yeah, Brad Keselowski did not lead a single lap of the race except the last the last lap of the race. And that, that was pretty cool. Um, so, anyway, that was uh, Talladega and NASCAR yesterday. If, uh, if you ever get a chance to watch some NASCAR, it can always be a little bit of fun. Uh, cars flying through the air. So, and... Uh, Logano was complaining afterwards that the racing was too tough, that they shouldn't be doing it. And I, I understand because his car flipped, and I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I like watching them race. I don't like watching them wreck. Um, I've always been been one to watch, like, them, what, like watching them race. But for the driver to come out and start whining about, oh, this is too dangerous, and I'm like... Dude, this is your chosen profession. You know, there are people who climb mountains and die in a freezing storm on a mountain. It's their chosen profession. You know, if that's what you choose to do, then, you know. Well, we've said that about a lot of things, Danny. NFL, you know, people getting their their head like a soup bowl. (laughs) You know, if you – most NFL players make enough money where – their kids and their kids' kids really don't ever have to worry about anything in their life, right? Correct. And it's the truth, folks. I mean, you sign up to fight in the UFC, you're signing to fight up in the UFC. I had several boxing matches, and guess what? My brain may be a little scrambled, but I knew what I was going in there for. I'm not going in there to hunt. Oh. And there comes my next pet peeve. My, my, but a very good point is that um, w- when people sign up to do those jobs, I do kind of like the spiciness of NASCAR of late, where occasionally a couple drivers will throw some knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, hey, and, I, I just looked it up. Yeah. Joe Logano's net worth is $24 million. So if you don't like cars. it, yeah, if you don't like right. it, just retire, dude. You got plenty of money. Right. Just shut up and right. go away. I'm sorry. I, I know that sounds really terrible, a, but... It's not a cheap job, but if you can't handle it no more. And, you know, 
Many many players in the NFL, and we've seen a lot of them where they stay too long. Yeah, uh, a Junior Seau, rest his soul, and all the things that he went through. Uh, but uh, my point is, is that when you play a high level sport, you're compensated ridiculously well. Yeah, and if you play any sport and you go in there with the helmet on, whatever you got, that is your decision as a human being. That we don't we're, we're older. We're old guys. We rule radio. We definitely uh, don't need to be playing those high-impact ta- high sports. But if I went in there in the ring with somebody right now and they killed me, I, I'd go, up. Well, sorry, I'm dead. I'm, I'm yeah. stupid. Yeah. And just like you, you put the helmet on, take your money, take the NFL money they give you for playing. I think if you play over three years in the NFL, you get so much every year the rest of your life. Um fact of the matter is is that's more than most of us make every every year in the real world you jerks so yeah. stop whiny baby cry baby and brad kazlowski i'd like you to be on the show so i can tell you to stop being a baby you're worth 20 million dollars and you got a hot wife ricky bobby all right <laughs> i've seen his wife yeah hot wife Who, all right Gunn's so now to our favorite part yeah to no. our favorite part of the show hey everybody welcome to beer 30 part of the show thank you for tuning in to old guys rule radio every 30 minutes into the show we uh, we like to share our reviews of some beers and and we really like to share them with you so you don't have a fridge full of crap like i have a i, I have several crappers right now and have to invite some friends over who would drink anything to help clear out my fridge this week danny you got a good beer for us this week i do all right so um i got a little joke for you so th- there's a guy from yep. uh, A&M and a guy from uh, Texas. The guy from A&M and, and, uh, calls the guy from Texas. He says, hey, man, we're having a party this weekend. Why don't you come on over? And he goes, man, I can't. I got a bad di- a bad case of diarrhea. And he goes, hey, bring it along with you. Some of these guys will drink anything. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about bad cases. So here you go. Um, I'm drinking. This is not uh, Lakewood. They gave me another beer to try. You know, I wasn't a big fan of the last one, but I love their brewery, and they make some great brews. So this is from their small batch series. It's called a Level 4. It's a Boss Fight a boss fight Double Dry Hopped Double IPA. Um, huh. And it's uh, pretty pretty cool. It's the Boss Fight, and it's a pretty cool little uh, can, lots of colors. Blow it out, extra little uh, or extra life. Uh, Pacific J, just a bunch of little weird wording on there. So almost looks mm-hmm. like a Halloween can. But this is a new release from them, and I'm not even sure if it's been released yet. But here we go. That's actually really good. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like the IPAs. Not huge on the double hops, usually. Uh, I don't like too hoppy. That's a good beer. It's smooth. You can taste the hops, but they're not kicking me in the pants. Really good beer. Definitely, definitely a drink it, man. Boss Fight Double IPA from the Lakewood Brewery. That's a drink it. Oh, my goodness. 10.5% alcohol. That's a double drink it. That's a a drink, too, and be done. Literally, that's a double drink. Oh, heck yeah. I may have to put put some of this in my refrigerator as part of my diet plan. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because each one of these is more than two beers of alcohol. So you have two beers, and it's almost a (laughs) five-pack. That's awesome. So we've got our first keeper. 
Um, I got one this week. I stopped by and grabbed H-Town Pills. Uh, it's from St. Arnold. We're a fan of St. Arnold. Um, uh, it, it's a Pilsner. Pilsners carry a pretty good alcohol volume. Uh, 5.2% on this one. No, no, no. 10.4, um, dude. <laughs> it's a double. On, on yours. I got you. <laughs> I'm jacking with you. It's literally a double. Um, it, it, it would probably be what I'd say. It, it's got a, a little bit of an amber uh, color. Um, I like a Pilsner. So I'm trying to find things I'd like. Um, but uh, uh, it's it's high in calories for those of you who have to count calories. Um, but uh, here we go. Uh, St. Arnold's H-Town Beer. Pilsner. All right. Well, that's a uh, drink it also. All right. Fantastic. No aftertaste. Um, tell us a little strong. Got a little something to it. I like when you drink something that got something to it, bro. You know, got to have something to it. This one's got it. Bless you. Excuse me. This one's got a to it and make you go through it. You know, it, it's so funny when you sneeze nowadays. Really, for probably 30 years of my life, oh, God bless you. Now in public, you sneeze and it's like, F you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new attitude. COVID. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yes. Uh, H-Town Brewery. Oh, I called a winner. Uh, that's a keep it. I'll pro- I, I will finish that one and I'll crack another one for the show. Fantastic. I only got one of these. They gave me one. That's all it was. They gave it to me to try it. I am very appreciative of the fact that they would do such a nice thing. And, uh, yeah, that's a fantastic. we got to spread the word. That's a fantastic beer, man. we got to start them to play our show in that's their right. brewery and start supplying us with massive quantities. Or, uh, you know, uh, my friends down here are willing to do it. Come on. What's the name of the brewery? Back Pew? Or are you talking about Lakewood? No. Lakewood Hi, here is in Garland, Lakewood Texas. Brewery. Yeah. This is Chuck from Old Guys Rule Radio. We think your brewery is awesome. And everybody that's around Lakewood Brewery, <laughs> we want you to go out there. If you see it or you Google it, their beer is awesome. And you need to go there. There. That's enough of a suck up. <laughs> you guys give us some more beers. I'll keep rating you great. Uh, and, hey, that's how it goes. Hey, hey I, didn't ra- I didn't rate the last one great. It was I, I did not find it that great of a beer, but this one's fantastic. So. Yes. Uh, but we Fanta, love the blue. Ex- you know, we, not yes. every beer is great. There's, there's difference between the people and, and the place and, and the business than there is just just necessarily every product they put out. Oh. Like Danny used to make great T-shirts and hats, but but the other some of the keychains and stuff that he made they were terrible. <laughs> okay, I really don't know that. I'm, I'm just playing. Yeah, you. that's fine. Yeah, I don't really know if you ever made any of those anyway. I just. You know, just kind of playing around. So uh, I do have to address one thing in the news. So this is kind of funny. So um, did you know the Oscars were yesterday? You know what? Um, I heard about it like in the morning yeah. news, exactly. and I heard about it this exactly. afternoon. And yeah. All right. So I want to make an I want to make an illusion. Sorry for the dime word. I want to tell everybody what what what, uh, what has been wrong and what you now is really wrong with the Oscars. So. It used to be in the Oscars, which I didn't watch, and I will never watch again, and I haven't for a long time. It I mean, it's, it's kind of like... It used to be boring crap. The, well, no, well... Yeah. The cool thing was the biggest movie of the year used to win the Oscar, right? So y'all tuned in just in case there was a chance. 
and Billy Crystal was funny. You know, oh, yeah. it was a little entertaining. There was there was a little hairline substance to the Oscars, and for sports guys, just knowing what was going on was really cool. But this transition first, the first thing that happened, I don't know if it was Tom Hanks or who did it, but several of them did it yesterday at this show. They voiced their political opinions during their speech. <laughs> Change the channel. Yeah. If I were watching, which I did. <laughs> and then sec- second of all, if you haven't ever realized, folks, whether you like hoity-toity crap independent movies, um, that's all that's ever nominated and or wins, whether it's from your country, France and England, friends over there, or our country, some movie about a lady living out in the desert. Whether it's gritty or not, my, my, my point is is that it looks just like other things in our world that the people who are voting aren't us, aren't the people like, I want to vote for Texas Roadhouse Massacre or whatever. You know, yeah. I want to vote for something that America, I want to uh, vote Sharknado is the movie of the year, you know. <laughs> well, well here, here's the thing. Absolutely. It's it's they they want to vote in these artsy fartsy films, okay? That's um, all that wins. Well, and they're boring as hell. I mean that that's uh, the thing is is that some of them it's just like they're they're horrible. Out of the seven nominees this year, I had never even heard of one of them. I heard of one of them, right? Well, so I, I got I got to at least say in 2020. There wasn't a whole lot of people going to a movie theater. Movies were, well, were way different one, this one, last year, but one, still. And they, they're, oh they're still going to probably be that way. But it's been that way a while. Yeah. Like, uh, I think the last three years, it was like uh, downtown, Downton Abbey kind of movies yeah. won the Oscars. And I know they're classy. And then, uh, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Sir Anthony yeah. Hopkins. He won the best actor. I love him. Oh, I do, but. Oh my God, is he still alive? He was like eighty in the eighties. Uh, yeah. So for him, so I, for him to win it, and then he won it, and then he said that his favorite actor was Chadwick Boseman, guy who died. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool because that is very cool. honestly, well, honestly, there, there's too much division in this world, and 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 we're really not that divided, folks. I mean, I don't like you that much, but I don't care about you. I mean, I'm not divided from you. Uh, it doesn't mean that I, I, I'm divided from you. I just don't like you. Not liking you and listening to all this garbage and BS, Oscar-driven, political-driven garbage. It's all just garbage. It's poop. Poop, poop, poop. All right, so now we're back to sports. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, uh, Houston Astros started off with the best record. And the funny thing yeah. about sports is, yeah. it, the funny thing about sports is, is that if you have holes in your pitching or your lineup, and or COVID, it shows up. So right now they have their worst record base. No, 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 no. The, oh, Ra- that, the wait, Rangers, wait. the Rangers, Rangers are still worse. So. They're not the worst in the league, <laughs> but the Rangers are still worse uh, than the Astros in their division. The it's uh, the three teams. It's the West Coast teams, then Houston, then Texas. As a matter of fact, um, oh, I, the the best quote I heard. Uh, was a newscaster who said, because um, Rangers are going against uh, Chicago yesterday, and they were trying to not be swept. 
and it said the Chicago <laughs> White Sox are trying to sweep the Rangers, and the Rangers are trying to avoid obscurity. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, they're they're gone. So for, oh, I can't even tell you how many years in a row, it's just another one of those seasons where the Rangers are 20 games into the season and the season is over, as I predicted early on, because they suck. So the Rangers are horrible. Let me use my my wonderful sports analogies, okay? Yeah. Which Which I'm really good at. So if you remember, um, a while back now, your buddy Chuck had the opportunity to sit down with a uh, Rangers and Astros legend. Yeah. Who have oh, now yeah. actually yeah. exited. So, so when, hey, Texas Rangers, uh, I'm going to start reaching out. Me and Danny are going to give you all tweet storms and Instagram storms. We want anybody from the history of the Rangers to come on our podcast and explain to us why they think that that decision was good, and they keep sticking with it. I don't know that you're going to um, be able to find anybody to do it. It was the billionaire ownership group that made the right. decision to get rid of Nolan and right. keep John well, Daniels. And the fact well, that so Daniels is he, is he still, still has yes, right. the fact that right. he still so has a job point. blows my ever loving mind. The, they have they have been the, nothing but crap. For four Garbage. years, and you know what they're going to do this year. You know, you know what what's going to really suck this year. They're going to lead Major League Baseball in total attendance. Can you believe that? And that's all that. Yeah. Well, and remember, right across the street from a brother is the highest valued sports franchise. Well, yeah, in the world. Who haven't won a playoff game, and I don't know how many years. But do you know? But and do you know I, why they're going to be the highest in attendance? It's because they're the only team that allows 100% fans showing up. And they've got a brand-new oh, stadium you. that holds 40,000 seats, and they're selling them all because people want to see the new stadium. That's all it is. People want to go to the new stadium, and it's the only sports venue in the entire country that is allowing everyone to show up. They're putting 40,000 seats in at, at Ranger Stadium, and Talladega, which is a two-and-a-half-mile oval, only let 30,000 in. <laughs> that can hold 140, I think. I believe that's something like that. Yeah, it was like 25. percent It was. It was. So I mean, and that, and that's their and that that's their choice. And and I'm not going to question someone else's choice or other states. That's fine. Well, I'm just saying when, so the Rangers are going to they're going to be able sports. to claim that they have the best well, fan base, and it's crap. The they're putting they're putting crap so, out on the field. So Big the, giant turd let, balls. Let's 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 reel this in a little bit. And let's say, when do sports become about putting a good product on the field or just making profit? Because smaller markets, they can't afford to lose all the time because they won't have fans, right? But you look at uh, somebody I want to complain about is my favorite team, the Lakers. I've got a big complaint about them. But look at, look at, look at the Yankees. Year in, year out, billions in profit, hundreds of millions in profit. Right now, as many they can max out their stadiums. Like or hate the Yankees, they've got an operating model that's working. Like or hate the Rangers, like or hate the fan bases, it's Texas. Houston is selling out their stadium for everyone they'll let in there 
game in, game out, because the fan bases are loyal and real. And I don't know, and this is not to be rude, whether it's because there's a large Hispanic variance that does love baseball like us white folks used to like baseball, but I I can't get to a Rangers game because of baby. I can't get to a Astros game because of baby. But I will tell you who's not selling out the stadium is the Houston Rockets because <laughs> they <laughs> they couldn't beat the N, the NCAA champions. Oh no! Uh, with the team they're they're no. fielding. Uh, so um, I don't. I have to look, Danny. Uh, one of the two got fired today. Uh, GM of the Rockets, but I thought it was the GM of the uh, Astros or Rockets. One of them got fired today. And the sad part, I've said this before, um, Houston sports are fun. But it could have been the Texans' new GM. But one of the Texas, one of the Houston GMs got fired today. I've never seen such a great turnaround in what? two or three, three or four years, every one of these teams were in the playoffs traditionally for the better part of eight or nine years, right? Yeah. When Harden kind of got here in his prime, Altuve and everybody were firing off. They won the World Series. When the, the Texans with that with Green and everybody else, they were all – it was traditional. Playoff, playoff, playoffs, right? Money-making, money-making. But they're not no more, sir. Folks – you can come in and do all the sugary things as a leader. I'm a leader and just of a small uh, business. You can come in and not want to put the work in and not want to do what you need to help your team survive. Or you can just go in there and smile and, and hey, high five and walk around. Right, Danny? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's... I, <sighs> So it's, what do they have to funny. do the Dallas Cowboys? And what do they well, have to do the Dallas okay. So the Dallas Cowboys is very simple. Uh, they they need to fire their GM, and they need to get a new one. The The Cowboys, in my opinion, have the best, if not at least one of the best, if not the best owner in all of sports. But they have one of the worst GMs in all of football. The sad part is, is it's the same guy. It's his son. Uh, right. No, no. The GM is Jerry son. Jones. Jerry Jones is the GM. And until Jerry Jones quits being the GM, Cowboys aren't going anywhere. Um, he's a fantastic owner. He's a horrible GM. Um, well, he is because he doesn't He doesn't put the right pieces. He puts a lot of right pieces in place, but not, 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 the, not all of them. And that's like I said about, uh, Nolan Ryan with the Rangers, and then the Astros. He can pick and find things that are baseball that make success, that find that make championships. And you bozos out there don't realize this: that once you get Jerry Jones out of the way, I'll tell you, Jerry, if you'd have reeled it in about seven or eight years ago, you'd have probably won at least one Super Bowl because you had some talented teams. Young first year or two of Dak and uh, Zeke Elliott. That that Cowboys team was a good team, but he didn't he, he couldn't get rid of Red. He couldn't get coaching in here that could drive him, my, my and motivate is, him. My problem's not Red. My problem is is that Red can't control the players because he doesn't he control do the team, and that that's right. where that's where the problem is. And and leadership starts from the top down. And yep. if you go in and you say this is how it's going to be, 
and then you empower your people and you empower your managers and you support their decisions, then everybody will fall in line. But when you circumvent your managers or a GM or an owner circumvents the head coach, then then you've got problems. If they're not working together and Jerry Jones kind of does his own thing. And you know, well, the cool thing for Cowboys fans, Danny, is he's only got a couple years left. Well, and that's sad that's to say. To I mean, but yeah, it's sad to say. But I mean, he's an older what man. What is fact? Yeah, he's, and yeah, he's an older man, and his legacy is awesome. Yeah. Jerry Jones, you've been awesome for sports. You've been awesome in so many ways, and from what I'm told, you're actually not a bad guy. Um, from people that I've talked to that know Jerry have Jones, you, have hey, you ever met him? He, um, I, I, I did get to come right up to him. He wouldn't let me shake his hand at the time I met him. Uh, but I was like, hey, Mr. Jones, hey, how are you? Good. I walked on, yes. So, so I, got to, and, I, got, uh, I got to meet him briefly. And and I'll yeah, just tell too. you, he, he is a salesman. He sells his product. Yep. It, it was right really away, cool. Yeah. Right away, he started firing off on me. How you doing? Hey, Mr. Chuck. Hey, Mr. Chuck. Nice to meet you, Mr. Chuck. How you doing? How you doing? And, and right away. I, and so... I got a picture I've got shaking that his gene hand. in my body too. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, I got. Well, I got Dan's a picture shaking his hand. On old guys real radio. I'll have to and, find uh, it. I bet yeah. he tried to sell you seats. No, well, <laughs> no, but that's how he works. Um, we were doing the tour of the stadium. I had some friends in from Germany. We were touring the stadium, right? And so we're in the gift <laughs> shop after the tour, and Jerry Jones comes in, and I'm like. Chris, hey, that's Jerry Jones. And he's like, oh, it is. And I'm like, yeah. So they wanted to meet him. And he was going through with some people through the gift shop, and he's telling them what he likes and what he doesn't like because he's serious about his brand of the Cowboys. I mean, he he protects it and is fantastic all the way down to what's in the gift shop. And so anyway, um, we approached him, and he grinned. And I said, yeah, I said, these are my friends from, I said, Mr. Jones, these are my friends that are here from Germany. Uh, they just wanted to, to say hello. And he's like, well, how are you doing? And he shakes her hand and he's got yeah. a Super Bowl ring on and it's massive as all get out. And I, I said, could they have a picture with you? And he's like, oh, of course. So we take a picture and um, I'm like, is, would you mind if I got a picture too? And he's like, no. And so he brings me in, and I mean, he reaches out and he grabs your hand and he pulls your hand in and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he looks and he takes the photograph and we thank him for it and he's very gracious and he goes about his business. And the fact of the matter is, is that I don't know if he's that nice or if he's not. What I do know is he cares that much about his brand. He's not going to do anything to tarnish it. And that means he'll shake his hand and grin and smile. This is long before COVID ever happened. I mean, you know, this is 10 years ago. Right. Uh, right. But well, I, mean, he, I, I, I wish him and his family the best. He's a great owner. It, Just a horrible yeah, GM. It, it, <laughs> that's it. And we've all, we've said that for years. And uh, my friend Mondo... Uh, all other Cowboys fans around the state of Texas will say, it's just time for him to kind of hand the fishing pole to the, you know, (laughs) there's a time when you go, you know, I'm still going to be here, but I can't reel in that shark and I can't do that thing. And uh, it's time. It's just that time. And enjoy your last couple of years, whether it's five or 25, he's got enough money. That he may be able to live fifty years with all the miracles of technology, uh, or to take his brain and put it in the thing, or whatever. Hey, all hey, I'm saying is the Cowboys he, need a change. He bought. He Cowboys bought that, need a change. He bought that team for two hundred million dollars, 
and that thing's worth about five billion now. So he did something right. Five billion. Yeah, I got I got a question for you because uh, Thursday is the NFL draft. Talk about the Cowboys. All right. Cowboys. So yeah. Well, so well, well, I, well, hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. I've got a gripe. We got to go to gripe before the draft. Oh. So all right. Um, did you hear uh, about uh, LeBron James tweet? Yeah, I just try. I I just try to ignore that that dude. Uh, okay, do you want to ignore it on the show because it was terrible? And uh, I'm a Lakers fan. I, I'm, Lakers gonna, I'm, fan gonna, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at this. Okay, um, I was on a website and and this was the day before or two days before he made that stupid tweet, and yeah. um, somebody uh, was complaining, and I don't remember what political figure, some political figure made the comment that LeBron James should just shut up and, and dribble. And they, so people were complaining that this political figure said that. And I'm like, why do you have a problem with that? I would tell LeBron to shut up and dribble. And then two days later, yes. he makes that tweet. So um, here, LeBron, shut up and dribble. Okay, please, you're, if you're listening please. to Old Guys Rule Radio, you're doing it by choice, you've and got, we appreciate you've it. Got, and it's because you care about our opinion and what we have to say, all, or, or all just the fact that you think we're idiots. As you know? a basketball player, oh dear God, you're he fantastic! Is an all-time, all-time great, maybe the greatest of all time. Yes. You could argue that back and forth, but the fact of the matter is, is that just like the Oscars, when you you start beeping your flap and trap about that. That was inappropriate, and it's crazy. And somebody, I, I was watching some videos, and somebody said, um, well, that's what we're allowing to happen to our country. Well, you know, I'm going to step back, and I'm just going to well, focus prob- on The problem LeBron's is, is he makes too much money. That's sports, right? And, well, he makes too and much and money, so and now they have a voice. Part of this and that, right, yeah, right. but they've got the voice through Twitter. That, but but here's yes. what here's what I uh, want, LeBron. We can tweet too. But but here's the thing, LeBron. If you're serious about this stuff, don't do anything this year or next year. But when you retire, run for office. Run for office. Go to Washington. Make a difference. Then I'll care about what you're saying. But while you're dribbling a basketball, making gazillion dollars, don't tell me about how bad. Anybody has it because you don't know. You don't know what bad is. I don't care what you grew up in. You got too many hundreds of millions of dollars now that you do not live in that same neighborhood. I'm I'm going to rewind that. Hold on, Danny. I'm going to rewind that. We all come from different things. We do. But it isn't isn't fair for him to unleash his judgment on officers of the law. Uh, and so we're going to reel, reel this all back in. All I wanted to say is that LeBron, love you or hate you, um, people do listen to you. So please, for God's sakes, don't turn anyone else against the people. Um, all right. So, hey, uh, and, and the last thing I want to say on this is that I, no matter what happens, okay, when, no matter what happens, good, bad, or indifferent. When when there is an action regarding an officer, sometimes they go bad. But before we claim they're bad, let's get the facts. Let's figure out what the hell happened, 
and then and then make your judgment before, we before, riot. You, before you riot, before you make a right. judgment, before you post a tweet, because I don't know what happened. I mean, you know, you think about Breonna Taylor, and they still talk about how she was innocent and got shot, and that girl does not deserve to be dead today. However, she was shot because her boyfriend fired a gun and hit. A police officer shot a police officer. Yes, they were entering her apartment. But once he shot and hit somebody, they returned fire, and that's how she passed. And that was horrible and wrong. But are you going to tell a police officer, you got shot, but you can't fire back now? I mean, come on. How far are we going to go? And that's that's, that's all I'm saying. Get the facts. So policing... There is one out of a hundred thousand bad incidents out there. Um, I, I dealt with a police I officer it was like today. One out of a million, I really do. Yeah, it, it probably it's, is. It, it's but infinitesimal. I, well, there, it is a very large odd. Yeah. But this is this. So I got pulled over the other day, y'all. And you know what he did? You know what I did? Um, you put your hands on I'm the not steering try- wheel? I'm not trying to be rude. No, no, I'm you put your hands on the steering wheel? And I'm not I, I'm not a racist in any way. I grew up with all every ethnicity. My best friends are all ethnicities. Uh, Big G, Thomas, all y'all in New Mexico will attest to. I have, the only thing I have is love in my heart. And when I got pulled over the other day, um, they asked me to step out of the car. And uh, I, I followed their directions. And uh, I listened. And then they, they handcuffed me for a minute. And uh, I didn't know why. I was in a work truck. And guess what? What? I complied. Yeah. Um, and then they said, whoops, uh, wrong work truck. Okay. Yeah. Any problem? He goes, no, 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 no. Um, there was a white work truck, F-250, with coloring that, that, that made a very serious assault on someone, and there and and we thought it might be you. And I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah. The, the description was large Caucasian, white work truck, red, white, blue lettering, white truck. That would so be pulled you. me over to check me. That would be you. And I'm a, that. That's me. And so, so did I when they pulled me over. What are you pulling me over, for, officer? I've got a gun in my car. You know, I've got a gun in here. You don't. Don't you stop me. You don't let me go. I'm gonna. I've got a gun here. I, no. Why? Why? <laughs> yes, I had a gun in my car. <laughs> right. Of course. Or yeah. no, I didn't have a gun in my car. Regardless, I listened to them. Yeah. I have I followed their directions, and and that's all I'm saying, brothers and sisters of the world. If you have an interaction with a police officer, just interact positively. Like, hey, man. Now. The majority of the issues that happen are because these are criminal. Even that younger, these younger people that have been uh, have had issues with the police. I'm not being judgmental, but if you would have not ran and you would have listened and you would have complied, that's that's all it asks. And when we grew up, folks, like or not, what I'm saying, when we all grew up, that's what you did. When a police car came rolling by, you were intimidated in the right way. Like, oh, gosh, put my cigarette out, hide my marijuana, uh, discard my beer, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> police car comes rolling by. You go, oh, here's a police car. And then you comply. 
So please, this is going to be my final thought too. We have a few more sports things. Is that please, for God's sakes, just comply. If they tell you to put your hands up, or if they tell you to lay on the ground, or if they tell you to whatever they tell you to do, they're in a very stressful situation too. Regardless of skin tone, white, black, and different, Mexican, everybody, I love you all. Old Guys Rule Radio says, please, just comply, and this all stops. No, 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 and that's great. And I just have one question. Of all these shootings, of all these things, okay, in some cases the police have been in the right, and in some cases they've been in the wrong, okay? But in True. every one of these incidences, is there anyone where the person who was shot or the person who was killed complied? Not that I know of. Not a single one. And that that's not that thing. I know not that not, I know of. Not that's a single all, one. Not all, not any of the, any of the ones that they have ad, that they have brought out, not a single the video, one not advertised. Have, have right. they have they complained? Now, I, I want to stop and I want to say I'll that's send it. a prayer out to each and every one yes. of their families. Because regardless of they, their compliance or not, you lost somebody and I've lost people and you've lost people and so we're not trying to it doesn't mean you need to die of your loss right no right and that's where i'm going to with this just comply yeah just comply it's a really simple statement whether hollywood agrees with this or not if we all just comply when an officer says hey show me your hands okay well now if you're a bad guy and you go to start pulling a gun and his body camera shows you're pulling one out and he shoots you well, did he just comply? Um, I carry a gun all the time. I'm a licensed gun holder at every level. But if an officer tells me to lay on the ground because there's a problem, you know what I'm going to do? Lay on the ground. I'm going to comply. So you know, it, it's easier it's easier to hire an attorney and get out of it later down the road to figure out that they screwed yes. up than it is to... And maybe you can get some money out of it. Yeah. yeah. But that that's the easier thing to do. So I mean I'm I'm with you hundred percent. I always back and, the police and the officer. people that are in it. My nephew Sean uh, is a police officer. I did that job. All the people that are out there doing that job, if you would if we as a country would just friggin' comply, for God's sakes, yeah. that's it. Hey I, when they tell you whatever Okay. Sorry, uh, no, 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 Go no, ahead. no. You're you're absolutely right. And um, I I was I, I was going to say I I hear a lot where I, I've heard some people of color say that they have to give the talk to their children in order to keep them alive from the police officers. Right? That they have to oh give them the God. talk. Now, I, the only thing I can say about the talk have did you ever get the talk? Um. I did from my police officer father. <laughs> okay, I did from my police officer buddy. So when I was when I was nineteen and working undercover security, and I used to work with officers, you know, uh, from the Arlington Police Department. One of them that we worked with a lot gave us all the talk and said, 
This is what you do when you get pulled over. You pull your and, and back then it was a little different because now they can run your insurance. He said you pull your right. wallet, out, wallet out of your pocket and you stick it on your dashboard. You take your hands yep. and you expose your palms up on your steering wheel. That way, when the officer comes up to the car, he knows that you mean him no you harm. You are compliant. Yeah, you were there to comply and you mean him no harm. And so then at that point. You open up your wallet, and I'm like, "Well, I keep my insurance in the glove box." He said, "That's fine." Right. He said, "That's when you, you come tell walking the, up." He and said, "You reach into your back pocket and you go reaching for your wallet. They don't know what you're reaching for." Yep. So right when they come there, put your identification and honestly, put any weapons you have, put them out bring the window. Out. We'll bring them out. Put them on on the dash and, over across. And he told me him. he just put said. Yeah, he said if your insurance is in the glove box, he said you put your wallet up, open up your wallet and set it up on the dashboard and have your hands up. And when the officer comes up and he asks for your insurance, you just say, officer, it's in my glove box. Do you mind if I get it? Because when he's walking up and he sees you lean over to the glove box, he doesn't know if you're reaching for a weapon or what. He's so you draw just, down on you. And I've, exactly. I probably, I probably drew down on five people like that. But so the conversation is, is that when you come up and your wallet is there and your hands are up, then he knows you mean no confrontation. When you say, officer, my my insurance is in my glove box, may I get it? He will tell well, you yes, but he's not going to draw on you because at this point he's in control. And he understands so you're there to comply. About, and that alleviates all the problems. Think about this. No matter what you've got going on. You've got your hands up on top of the wheel or against yep. the front of the wheel, mm-hmm. right there where they can see him. Yep. Uh, think about your hands against the steering wheel. So here he walks, officer. Um, I, I don't want any problems. I, I I have a gun in the car, but it's it's over there, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Then he goes, okay, step out of the car slowly, and we'll be good. And so I'm sorry, I, I'm inebriated. I'm on, uh, whatever they call it. Yeah. So, uh fentanyl um <laughs> well uh, i got a funny one I, everybody told me that this was funny when i brought it up the other day uh do you know that um prince remember prince yeah yeah oh, yeah so you know he died at the same age and od of fentanyl correct mm-hmm. right so did yeah, anybody correct. challenge the police officers in the elevator where he OD'd. Um, no. An OD, an, uh, even an edge of an OD is the same thing. Fentanyl causes loss of breath. Fentanyl causes problems. So, all right. So, I'm going to stop all that. Anyway, all what right. I want to say is, and I think we've got a really good thing going. This is going to be my new thing. We just have to word this right. And we can't say comply because that's not really. Uh, um, I think um, I like. I like the thing when I, hey, everybody, I go to church. Hey, everybody, uh, I love to go to church. I love to sing. You all heard me sing a little bit. So um, I'm going to call I and Danny's next six months thing is going to be called Palms Up. And I want this spread throughout the world. Police officers, uh, every, especially communities have problems. If I come walking up to you and you've got your palms up, whether you're praying to Jesus or offering me compliance, because in my church, we put our palms up and we go, dear Lord, help me. Dear Lord, help me. So I'm asking for help for our country and help for all of us. Is that I, I just, just put your palms up. You can't hurt me with your palms up. 
No, I agree. Absolutely. Palms up, psalms up. There you go. Jeez. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's kind of catchy. Yeah. All right, so are, are we to the end, or are we going to talk about the uh, NFL draft at all? Okay, well, how much time we got? Uh, we're over time, but we can do whatever we want. Oh. It's our show. Okay, we're good. We're well. So that was a good ending. That was a good ending moment. All right. And we're going to do a middle. We're going to do a show uh, midweek, right Hopefully. after the NFL draft. We're going to try. Uh, well, we're going to try to do one. But everybody, um, let's start talking to your friends and family. Whether you're what super was that? Religious what, wait, wait, what was that? Were you hawking a loogie? Oh no, giant burp from. Oh, okay, right well, it just, uh, on my end, it sounded like you were hawking a loogie, and I'm like, "Hey, everybody, we we just have to pray for one another and <laughs> <laughs> to the devil." Nah, it's not even, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, and I can go into the NFL draft because I'm kind of wired up. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that um, I I know how it goes. I remember having to interlock my fingers. And have people interlock their fingers, and there was all sorts of weird compliance they used to do back in the day, because compliance was a rule. There wasn't guns in every pocket, and there wasn't people that are idiots. Right. So I'd beat the living hell out of people, or they'd try to beat the living hell out of me with a baton and with handcuffs, and there were striking moves with handcuffs. But I know that when someone walked up to me, or if you walked up to me right now with your hands out in front of you, with your palms up. I don't want any problem. It's all right. Put them on the counter. Put them on the car. Whatever you got to do. So palms up, psalms up would be kind of fun. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good with that. Right. I think, I think, I think so that, we did our final moment. Yeah. And if you want to do the NFL draft. No, no we, can, we, can, we can save that. We can try to hit it later. I was just going to say that I think the NFL draft is pretty absurd. Uh, these people are yeah. – I, I, I've, I've been reading stuff, and, and the part about the draft that drives me crazy are these – I, I just, I'm sorry, I find it too absurd, but they've got, this is the seventh, the seven round deal, and according to so-and-so, the Jets will have a surprise in the first round. Like the hell you gonna know that? I mean, you know, there it's in the third round, the Cowboys are gonna trade up 14 places and take a quarterback. You think? I mean, come on now. I mean, do you? Yeah, I mean, these are guys' speculations, and I can appreciate their expertise and what they think it's teams about, need. It's about and, 60 40. If you, there's a couple of them that you listen to, but that's that's all they've got right now. NFL guys, that's all they've got, so they speculate so, but they fly. And I don't have a problem. I do not have a problem with the speculation, and I don't have a problem with their putting putting out their list. I have a problem with the sensationalizing what they're doing. Yes, the the Giants. Yeah, the The Giants are going to replace. Always a trickster. They turn around and they're you know what they want. They're wanting an offensive lineman. No, they don't. Yeah. So-and-so predicts that the Giants are going to trade their 7th, 5th, and 3rd round picks to get up two spots in the second round to draft a lineman from Bodunk U. You know. As we start pushing this show again, (laughs) my only goal in life, because I'm going to start pushing it and get it out there, is that they can go, Chuck Olsen says, you're full of turds. All right. <laughs> Your draft modulation. Chuck Olson says the Seahawks are going to pick three quarterbacks with their eight drafts because they need a quarterback. 
And Danny Lakey went on a 14-minute rant and said nothing. (laughs) I I listened to Adam and some of the other guys and a lot of sports shows, and they get their merit, but um, it's all most of it's all conjecture. And, and it's fun. Hey, and I, like but, I said, uh, I appreciate their expertise and their spe- and their speculation of what it is, and I think that's great. It's just I, when when they say I read one, and I, I think it was the Jets, but it was uh, he predicts a shocker, and I'm like, until it happens, come on, man. He's just he's just predict- well, I mean, you know, they traded Sam Darnold, right? So the Jets have to draft a quarterback. Sure. Um, do they have the number one pick? No. Um, close to it. I mean, they, well, they weren't much yeah. worse. And, and, I, and I get, like I said, Jack, I, I oh, get some of that. Urban Meyer has the number one pick. So yeah, we've got some we've got some fun stuff about football coming up. Um, but ultimately, thank you all for tuning in, to Old Guys Real Radio. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a late show for us, but a lot of fun. I told you it was a fun show. Uh, we're gonna drill into the NFL draft and. Uh, Actually, we're going to spend about 30 minutes talking about the NFL playoffs since they're coming right up. Uh, so tune in, you hockey boys out there. You have to understand. We'll be getting back to it. <laughs> that sounds good, man. I look forward to it. All right. Well, God bless you all. Danny, any final thoughts? No, man, I'm good. Just, uh, I, you know, I agree with the palms up. But, man, just take like care of each other. Up, you know, just take care of each other. The hate I, is I the wish. hate's terrible, you know, and and, and it's being postulated. It's yeah. not real. Yeah. Exactly. We don't all hate each other because no. of race. We just no. we're just different. Now we're different in lots of ways, and this and that. Anyway, all right. Well, love y'all. Love you, brother. Great show, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right. God bless, man.